0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Hello. And Jeff Anderson. Howdy. Today we'll be discussing the Star Wars Rebels series finale that aired Monday night. That is Episodes 14 of Fool's Hope and Episode 15, Family Reunion and Farewell. This is a spoiler podcast, we're going to talk about everything that has happened in these episodes and the rest of the series, so if you haven't watched them, go watch them and come back. Find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings. Or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. Okay, so... Let's just start off with your initial reactions to this finale. Did you guys like it? Did you guys hate it? I know what Andy thinks, so I'm just going to go straight to you. Andy, what did you think?
1: This was a very fitting finale for a very uneven show, as someone in our Discord said. Um, it's it's It wasn't that good. It was very meh. There were a couple of moments where it nearly reached greatness, and it just tried to steer away from every chance it had to be that. Um I did like seeing a couple things, but they didn't really pay off in any way. Like, I liked seeing Palpatine, I liked seeing the Emperor, but that moment wasn't really that great in hindsight. In the moment, it was like, whoa, this is so cool. And then, ob- obviously, the ending was a deus ex machina, but then we got Sabine, so we'll, we'll talk about it, I think, in depth, the ending, but I'm a little meh on this fan- finale as a whole.
0: Okay, okay. Jeff, what did you think?
2: I'm gonna offer a counterpoint. Uh, I thought it was like the best finale, one of the best finales I've ever seen in a show. Um, <clears throat> uh, just the the way the whole show, the, the the scope of the show kind of expanded in the past while, and then it came down, and they kind of um, hung a lamp on this. It sort of, it just centered back on Lethal, and I, really, it might have become down to the fact that my expectations weren't too high for this episode because coming in episodes uh, thirteen or 12 and 13 with the Temple arc, um, I was like, okay, so are we going to do another Clone Wars thing where it's much smaller scale, little mini-stories because we don't have anything left to say. Um, but instead, they um, really knocked it out of the park, I think. Although, I don't know if I can articulate and defend my point as well as Andy. So, <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay, well, I'm more in the middle between the two of you. I don't think it's meh. I think it's a really great finale for the story they wanted to tell. Um, I, I don't know how to articulate this, but it's like any issues I have with the finale aren't issues with the finale or issues I have with the series. So I don't, like, it's not the finale's fault that, say, I... It's not, like, it's not the finale's fault that, say, the space whales exist. That's not, that that's something that was decided in season two. But I don't think they're a those ex machina because they were introduced in season two. So just to, kind and they were set up throughout the episode. So just kind of to, like, I, for what they set out to do and just taking it for what it is, I think it's a really well done finale. And I I really enjoyed it. But for, it doesn't. But f- I don't know. I just I'm I'm on the opinion that if I ask it to do something else, something else, like I think I'd be asking for another show. And what this finale did is stay true to the show it want to the show and to its characters and finish the story it set out to tell. And I commend it for it. Yes, but Andy. I
1: think most of the problems that come from it are the fact that it is this show. Like right, most of right. the problems with this finale, and I don't think that's I don't think it's fair to say that oh the show couldn't have been better because I think it could have been and because like. I think the biggest problem with it are the ways that it tries to stay kid friendly in some ways. Cause I don't usually say that word on this kind of podcast, but like the wolves would be like chomping down on people and not actually hurting them. People were constantly dodging around gunshots and lightsabers and never really getting hurt in any ways. And it felt like there were no stakes at any point in this finale. It was just really frustrating to watch at times. I'm like, why is no one getting hurt from anything that's going on? And someone finally did get hurt by a blaster shot, but it wasn't the shot that I thought would kill somebody. It just was really frustrating.
0: I'm just saying that that's not like those parameters, those things are problems that the show has had continuously throughout. That's not necessarily like, oh, it's this finale. So is bad because of this. It's like, these are problems that the series has had always. This is something that the series has always had issues with. And I've kind of I guess with this finale I guess with this end I've just kind of come to terms with all right this is the story they wanted to tell and this is the way they wanted to tell it the story like the actual series itself I could say okay this is what I would have done differently this is what I think is weak from it but as a finale to us this story overall more in a macro level I thought this is I couldn't see it end any other way if that makes sense I guess with the characters is what I'm saying
1: I guess my point is that I don't really like moving the goalpost that way. Like, I don't really like the idea, because it feels like that. It feels like we're moving the goalpost because the show is not as great, but we, we, we'll we have to, we give the finale a pass because the show isn't as good overall. Like It's not I don't necessarily like a
0: pass. It's more of like, okay, I'm taking this for what it is. Like, these parameters have already been set. Like, it's not necessarily like, look, the greatness of this finale isn't as great as the last two episodes we got. Like, absolutely not. That is the great, like episode 13 is for me one of the highest points of what could be of this series but if say for instance the finale didn't incorporate like we'll get into more like my reasoning behind like the space whales and all that later but you know it's not necessarily like oh i'm just gonna go easy on this finale but it's less of that and more of this is, like, I can't change this story. This is the story they wanted to tell. Like, I can rag on this series for all these problems. But in the context of this, like, this is the only finale I could see it happening. It's I'm not saying it's the greatest piece of television. But I am saying, like, every every uh, problem and every thing issue I have with the show, I can't keep saying, like, oh, it's happening again and again in every episode. Because then that would be not worthwhile because it's like well yeah because that's the point of the show if I want if these issues that I have with the show if I wanted them to change it's like that's less a problem of like an episode and more a problem just with the direction of the show if that makes any sense
1: well well, maybe we can talk about that later when we finish good to the finale and talk about the season as a whole we can talk more about this
0: alright cool let's move on to episode 14 then let's do like a kind of episode breakdown of a fool's hope and this is one they kind of want to move past kind of quickly because it is pretty much a lot of setup. Um. So we start off with Hera gathering every character remotely liked by the audience. Yes. We have Hondo. We have Ketsu. We have we have Callus. We have everybody. Everybody we like is there, and they um get together because they have to help Ezra free Lothal, and. Technically, they're not backed by the rebels, which is something we've already established because it's seen as a lost cause. But something interesting that I want to keep pointing out. Technically, this like where does this lie in terms of like can the rebels like looking back when they're writing history say, oh, yes, we helped free Lothal. It's like, well, you didn't really help.
1: No. (laughs) Like,
0: can we say like this is like a rebel's like win or no?
1: I don't think it is. This is just this is just a win against the empire, and it's just kind of maybe this maybe this group became a cell in the rebels in the future, but this is before that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And what about you, Jeff? What do you think?
2: Um, yeah, I think it was mainly just a, let's get all the familiar faces together, not necessarily rebel-backed, because you know they, they they sort of gave up on Lothal the after the day, but, but they but they tried, you know, in episode ten or eleven, um, but. That's that's really all they were willing to do. So,
0: totally. I'm just I'm just asking, like, if if looking back, they're like, oh, look, we helped you. It's like, will they be that like that type of person? They're like trying to take credit for someone else. I don't know. I just see that uh-huh. often in history that it's like, what would happen in this situation? Um, I guess yeah, they,
2: yes, they did put uh, Sindula on the ground technically. So that is
0: true, that is and they true. also
2: they'd probably claim that like, oh, we blew up those fuel depots. We did it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. Okay, fair, fair. All right, so basically they gather together and they go, they're on their way to meet Ezra to help him free Lothal. And Ezra has a vision that Thrawn is returning to Lothal. So he's like, we got to hurry up. We got to go. We got to move. Um, In a very similar kind of parallel to what happened a couple episodes back with Kanan, he has a vision. He knows what he has to do. Very reminiscent. Do you think that moved a little fast? Do you think that it's kind of... Do do you think that uh, this is something that I just with this parallel that I saw with this episode, I felt like "Mm, maybe Kanan should have died a little earlier in the season because I feel like I needed a little bit more growth from Ezra since the death of Kanan in order to be like, I don't know, to like accept like, okay I'm going to follow the same path my master did instead of it being so fast.
2: So your, 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 your sense is that this is sort of like copycat move, like, oh, shoot, my master just did this. Let's go do it again.
0: Not necessarily like, ooh, my master did this. It's more like, like not only, okay, like Kanan had a vision of his death or, well, he did die. So he had a vision of his death and he accepted it and he followed this plan. He let the vision be and followed a plan and did what he had to do knowing that this moment was coming. So the fact that like just as quickly, like, what, three episodes later, Ezra does the same exact thing where he's like, oh, yes, I have a vision now, like, Do do you like? I don't know. I would have preferred him not knowing that this was coming, maybe. And then at the moment or something. What do you think, Andy?
1: I think I'd be okay with it. I agree with you. If if Kanan died earlier in the season, because right now it just feels like Ezra got the wrong lesson out of all of this. That's what it feels like to me. He learned the wrong thing from Kanan when he went to the past, and or he tried when he went to the thing with Ahsoka, and when he came to terms with the fact that uh, Kanan was gone. It feels like. Ezra's just like, oh, so I'm supposed to sacrifice myself to help everybody. Like, no, that's not what you're supposed to learn here, Ezra.
0: Well, I mean, he did later on. I thought the lesson was learning to, let go.
1: Yeah, but it felt like he learned this. He He
0: learned this, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Because it is very much, like, in a way, kind of follows the beat by beat of what Kanan does. does, In a a way. So, I don't know. I just find it kind of thought that was a little bit soon. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so he speeds up his plan, and he decides to do this kind of Ryder, the former governor of Lothal, kind of double-crossing spy plan to get into Empire-controlled, the Empire-controlled city. What did you guys think of this plan? Did you at any point think, oh, wow, Ryder did double-cross the group, the gang? Like, what did you think of this?
2: I'm pretty easy to fool, I guess. Like, I was like, wait a minute, mm, I don't know, because they're being pretty convincing, so... I mean, it wasn't a whole shocker when he, came, when he turned out to be a, still good, but it wasn't obvious to me the entire time.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, although,
2: I, as I've heard others say, like the, this plan was one of these ridiculously convolutional ones, like the whole thing falls apart if Price just doesn't show up, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, very true. What about you, Andy? Did you, did you at any point think, oh, wow, he actually betrayed them?
1: I did for a little bit, and I think this is not one of the weaker elements of the finale. This is just – this This seemed like a classic Star Wars type thing where you're not quite sure who betrayed who, and I, w- I was fine with this. I liked this.
0: Okay, cool, cool. I actually did get a little bit convinced. Like, in the moment where he, he tells the – like, he doesn't fire at the stormtroopers, and he kind of lets them go – I was like, "Oh wow, he he actually did betray him." Because at first I was like, "There's no way, there's something going on." But then eventually I was like, "Okay, I was right in my initial instinct." But then later I fell back on it. But um, let's talk. So yeah, so Hera gets through the blockade with the help of Hondo and in, in another similar kind of Star Wars crazy plan. Which similarly, if Price hadn't come, that their like Ezra's plan wouldn't have worked. Well, similarly, if any ship hadn't come just at the right time, Hera wouldn't have gotten through. So it's also, like, a lot of relying on some sort of, like, destiny, mystical kind of thing. The Force, question mark, doing the work here. Um, And essentially, they all reunite, the wolves help them when they're outnumbered, and Price is captured. And that's essentially what happens in episode four uh, 14. Like, really, it's just a very formulaic like we got to get through this this and this and set everything up for the later payoff so did you were you guys entertained by this setup or were you guys just like okay let's get on with it
2: i was highly entertained by the uh the battle scenes like it was super dynamic um sabine flying around just being her awesome self uh really really great uh cinematography there i thought
0: Totally, totally. I mean, whenever you have a Mandalorian doing something in the show, it's always a highlight, in my opinion. Um, But Andy, what about you? What did you think of episode 14?
1: I think you already know what I thought of it. I I was pretty (laughs) bored by it. I didn't like it that much. I thought there were a couple points that were a little um, absurd, but um, it wasn't bad by any stretch it was just kind of boring to me um what one question i did have though what's um the assassin the guy that runs around on four legs and he had that double head what's his name rook 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 Rook. what did what did sabid and zeb actually do to him because i know they sent him off in a cart
0: oh i mean they just painted painted him yeah they just spray painted painted him him. they just spray
1: painted him okay knocked him out spray
0: painted him and gave him back
1: I thought th- I thought Sabine like wrote a message on him or something, and I guess she didn't.
2: You know no. what is so weird? I was re rewatching um, an Inside Man from season three, mm-hmm. and this is the scene. Uh, this, this is where um, Ezra infiltrates uh, the Imperial forces to try and extract Fulcrum, and he ends up in, and, and Fulcrum ends up in uh, in um, in Thrawn's off. And oh, that's such fight. a good episode! Yeah, yeah he, he sees him fighting with those, um, the, those training droids, and yeah. the code to disable them is Rook. Oh, like what the heck?
0: Like, is there some? Are you suggesting that there's some more like intimate connection between Rook and Thrawn?
2: Not at all, but that's well, yeah. I'm. That's <laughs> not, not at not all, weird. but yes, that, that's not a weird um, conclusion to draw, even though it's really weird to think about.
0: That is true. I mean, that is something that I was partly disappointed with the finale is that we don't get a lot of Thrawn fighting physically. Yeah. Like, if we weren't going to get it, why show him being so physically able in that scene?
1: Yeah, they really, they really, that that scene really was me thinking that they were showing like, oh yeah, Thrawn
2: can fight when he needs. Well, he, that kind of paid off in Zero Hour, like where he really gave Falcon the beat down. Yeah. Yeah, he did do that.
0: Yeah. Fair, well, fair.
2: Maybe, maybe Rook is just like a code word, and he just used it. Maybe. Anyways, that's not important to the finale.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I, okay, do you think, like, Rook is just surviving too much now? Like, he, yeah. he like, he just, he, like, he got thrown off a cliff, and he somehow manages to, like, grab onto, well, like, think- rock without
2: the fact that he's surviving is it's it's about as annoying as Azula surviving everything, which mm-hmm. means not really, just like cool. It's like great, we have an actual competent villain. You know? I
0: But how competent more is him? Like like for instance, like with Azula, we had that epic ending for her. Whereas with Rook, we didn't really get that.
2: Right. So maybe it's, maybe he's not super confident, he's or competent, he's just like he did they did a very good job of making him annoying to the good guys, enough that it was good. It was great to see him bumped off, at least for me.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Totally. So let's then move on to episode 15, then. Because, I mean, episode 14, again, for me, I wouldn't say I was bored, especially on second viewing. I enjoyed the fighting a lot more. Like in the first viewing, I was just like, come on, come on, show me the epicness. Second viewing, I was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. Like this, or- like this orchestration of of like this dynamic sequence that they gave us, which is really nice. Um, but let let us move on to episode fifteen, which is family reunion and farewell. This is the big forty five minute episode that ends the series. So we have a new plan. Price takes them to takes the crew to the communication dome as quote prisoners, and um. I don't quite understand. Like, I I, get un- I understand why she said yes, because she thinks, of course, you guys aren't going to outman everybody once you get there. But at the same time, it's like, dude, they've proven time and time again that when you underestimate them, they win. Like, what... Well, like, can you you're also explain- going to look for options, too. Yeah. True, but I don't know. I just... True, you're right. But at the same time, I was just a little bit miffed by Price. I was just like, really? You're just going to... Take them there knowing that like they have a Jedi, so it's it's hard enough, and you don't know Thrawn is coming, like you don't know how soon. It's I don't know. That was a little bit uh annoying for me. But um yeah. I was
2: kind of expecting them to do the route, like look, Thrawn, like you failed utterly. Thrawn is probably going to kill you, so why don't you help us? And and then that would give her a chance to say it to more to she would obviously be like, No, I, I serve my empire. Yada, but it would have been an interesting move to make.
0: Yes, that would have been interesting. If maybe, if if they had somehow convinced her, or maybe part of, like, the plot throughout is showing someone turn, kind of similar to Callus, similar, like, I don't know. There could have been something interesting done there. If I feel like if she had been more, treated more as a complicated character than simply Thrawn's, like, right-hand man, woman... Um then maybe it would have been, we would have had like a little bit of a more interesting outcome. But till now, I just thought like, really, mm-hmm. you're that, you're that, you're so quickly are willing to, like, I don't know, I would have preferred her be, I would have preferred her die for her empire than trying to save her skin with the wolves, if that makes sense.
2: I agree. And that's why I think it, would, it wouldn't have played well to have her actually switch sides. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. All right, so we have a conversation on the way to the kind of communication dome with Ezra and Sabine. Another kind of similar parallel to Kanan at the end of his journey, where Ezra tells Sabine, you know, I'm counting on you. And she's like, what are you talking about? Um, Andy, like, what did you think of this? Like, did you know after this conversation that Ezra was probably going to... Die yes. question mark.
1: Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I knew that this was happening. I knew this. They weren't going to subvert this. But what I did like was that there was no feeling from this that I think they. I don't feel like they were romantic in any way from this scene, and I yeah. actually really like that. Like they were just really good friends, and they really appreciated each other, and 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 I can tell that because Sabine wasn't like worried he was going to die. She was just confused, like completely confused about what was going on. Nothing really more than that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was expecting them. Mo- like, I won't lie. I was expecting there to be a romantic yes. element simply because there's always a romantic element. So the fact that they didn't, the fact that they just played it off as her just being confused. And then later on in the episode, like, just going, like, moving forward, just being like, okay, this happened. We got to keep going. And not really spending time, like sobbing and being like, no, Ezra don't like, I don't know. I just, I like, they could have done the cliche and, and done the romance and instead they don't. And And I think
1: it makes, and it makes the epilogue better too, that it isn't there because I think it gives Sabine more agency, despite the fact that Ezra was the one who's pushing her forward in the epilogue. It gives her more agency that it isn't like I'm hunting for my, for my soulmate or something. She's doing it for herself at the end, clearly. And I like that a lot.
0: Right. Right. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Jeff, Where, what did you think uh, of a relationship?
2: Well, the, um, so the vision earlier, I thought, was, like, I-, I wasn't too bothered by how fast it happened. Like, J- Jedi can have visions. Okay, that's fine. This, however, did seem very derivative of what happened exactly, you know, three episodes ago. Or, like, you know, like the, the last conversations that Kanan has with Ezra. It's like, you- you're so good, and I trust you so much, etc. cetera. Um, however, I see, like, the-, the narrative need for this to, the, what they were going for like they introduced this notion at this point that he always counts on her they'll emphasize it again later and then he tie it then it ties back at the very end when uh, sabine's like oh, okay i know exactly what i need to do now. i need to go find him
0: yeah totally so in
2: that sense, it, it seems necessary because of what they were doing but it did seem derivative to me
0: yeah, totally. I mean, it's just it just beat by beat. If they had done something a little different, or maybe yeah. even in like a different area, a different location, not when they're like during the I don't know. They could have done something to change it up slightly, but I agree. It just felt a little bit too repetitive. But um, so yeah, they arrive at this communication dome and they execute protocol 13, what I call the Death Star order, um, to evacuate all empire personnel. And they, on their way to, like, as they do this, um, some crew was given, like, a special mission by Ezra to do something, but Rook gets in the way and stops them, like, stalls them from doing it. He gets away and contacts Thrawn, tells him, yo, this is happening, what do I do? Thrawn tells him, shut off the, the shield generators. And he does so, Thrawn shows up, Fires at the city and civilians and tells Ezra, like, if he doesn't come alone to see him, he will kill. keep killing people. Ezra says, yes, I'll come. And sneaks off while everyone else tries to figure out how to restart the generators. So what do you think up to this, like, where were your emotions? Like, walk me through, like, what you're thinking about during this, like, moment that you were watching the episode? Like, did you expect Palpatine was going to show up? Did you expect it to be more of a Thrawn-Ezra thing? Do you wish that it was a Thrawn-Ezra thing that was going to happen? Like, walk me through, one, how kind of everything, how as Ez- everything that led up to the point of Ezra arriving at Thrawn's ship, and what happens after.
1: I think the most frustrating part about this finale is that the Thrawn-Ezra conflict is not a philosophical one in really any way. A lot of Star Wars movies hinge on like a philosophical battle. Like Episode um, uh, eight had a really big that that was a big part of it. A lot of philosophical battles between Rey and Kylo. But this movie this this episode just I didn't feel like Thrawn and Ezra were enemies any for any other reason besides Thrawn was there and Ezra was there and. I didn't like that part of it. Like, I'd have been okay that there wasn't really a fight between them, because there wasn't. I'm okay with that. But I wish there was some kind of connection between them, because there really wasn't here.
0: Okay, okay. Jeff, what about you? Do you agree with Andy?
2: I can see why that's an issue. Um, And I can also um, come up with plausible reasons why it's not as much of an issue. Uh, For example, let's say... Uh, Ezra is becoming more of a Jedi and becoming less attached to things and people. Uh, you know, if there's this personal conflict between them, that's an opportunity for Ezra to start slipping over to the dark side again and being more angry about things. So uh, the more detached he is, the more uh, better, the more able he is to channel pure Jedi ness, I guess. So that's something I just came up with. Um, as far as my own reactions to this, um, I was. Very happy with uh, the devastation was brought on by by Thrawn. And also, I'd actually never noticed the underside of his ship. So that was kind of cool, seeing the dragon inscribed there. Really fit with his personality.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, I would disagree with Andy in that there isn't a link between them. I think there is. And the link is that Thrawn... And Thrawn says it himself. And this kind of ties back into why I think... This was the only way for the finale to end, uh, for the series to end, was with this finale. Because the whole thing with Thrawn and Ezra is that, like, the whole thing with Thrawn is that he studies history, arts, culture so much that he can predict how people will act. And similarly, he does that with the Jedi. He says that the Jedi are so predictable that... Everything you do, you do. You follow this code, you follow this moral, and it's so predictable, and that's why I will always beat you. And the whole thing with him and Ezra, maybe it's not really paid off face-to-face in that scene we get when they first meet, but it is paid off because what's the one thing, the one thing that separates Ezra from every other Jedi? His link to animals. That connection he creates with animals. So what's the one thing... That that makes him different from other Jedi. What's the one thing that 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 Thrawn doesn't expect?
1: He has squids
0: is the squids. It's the space whales and the wolves. He doesn't expect this. He says it, remember when he says for price, he's like, I didn't expect her to fail this hard. Because he's not imagining the wolves. He's not imagining, like, oh, they're gonna help. They're like they're like he he's like, I don't know. I just feel like the, there is this kind of psychological battle between them, but it's less philosophical and more like I like a chess game where it's like, I'm going to beat you this way. And it's like, haha, no, I'm beating – I actually outmaneuvered you because that's the whole thing I, with Thrawn.
1: I, yes, and I like that about Thrawn. I like that he's like a chess master. I like that a lot. But I think I would have liked it a lot more if he didn't get caught at the end there. I really don't. I don't feel like this was the situation that would beat Thrawn cuz he's just so good at everything he does. I think that's what kind of broke my what I didn't like about this cuz Thrawn always has a plan no matter what and he has through the show and I didn't buy that this is what got him but we like we'll talk about at the end he might not be dead. <laughs> we don't know he, that. For he sure. might
0: not be dead and he also like his strong suit is that he knows everything about someone and he uses yeah. that to his advantage. He doesn't know about the animals, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's kind of why he's outmaneuvered. Like, I, if he knew, then I promise you, he probably, like, would have would outmaneuvered have that too. But he didn't. And that's how it all kind of comes together. So I do think, like, there is this kind of face-off between Thrawn and Ezra, which is question mark over. Um is like I, I don't know I think that there's more there even though it's not a philosophical battle I think there is something there worth
1: yeah worth a, I think like, it, I also
0: yeah.
1: I also think it would be a little more fun if Ezra was a little more of a chess master himself yeah because I think I think he was a little bit of one in this episode but we'd never seen this type of planning from him any yeah. ever before I don't think besides the, this episode which was cool well, this to and see and
0: the Kanan episode because remember yes. Kane like he was the one who led that fight or yes. that plan
1: yeah but I I just um. I think it Thrawn is a lot more fun when there's someone on the other side of him trying Equally, to outmaneuver yeah. him. And I, I don't think this show reached that. That's 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 what I, I'm upset about with Thrawn cuz Thrawn was a great villain who didn't have a great foil to be his opponent.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so what did you guys think of of Palpatine? Cause there's a reason why I'm not really going to spend a lot of time talking about like their mission to restart the shield generators because that's like, you know, that's a little it's a little boring. They they manage to do it, and one of the clones dies. And that's wow! It. You
1: don't even remember his name. Amazing. No, name I know. Wolf. I know
0: every other. No, Wolf it's is wolf. the one with the eyes. He's like the oh, one with the right no, no. eye. I oh, know God. everybody but him. I know. Oh, Rex, you're right. And a okay. Okay. Wolf, okay. Okay. Him. You're right. Um. Anyway, so we have like we have Palpatine. We have Ezra meeting Palpatine. Because again, I'm not going to spend much time with that kind of subplot happening. It's pretty straightforward. Um so what did you guys think of Palpatine? And we saw him as as the young not young, um the old man. The like the kind old man. Yeah, the not disfigured man. What did what did you guys think of him? Were you happy to see like not disfigured Palpatine? Uh,
1: I think this was a fun fun way to show Palpatine. I was really excited when the scene started and we saw Palpatine young and um Ezra saw him because I don't think Ezra knew that the that the guy that was forced lightning him in the temple was the emperor. I don't think he knew that. Did he? I think he did. Did Ahsoka say it?
0: Yeah. No, wait. No, he didn't know because remember when when um you like when you have the the when they first hear his voice on the phone, like they uh, on the on the comms, like they're like it, like they know who it is. That's why they're so freaked out.
1: Oh I don't think yay. it needed
0: to be like said, but there I like that visceral reaction of we need to get out. Like this is way yeah. too big now. Like I do think they knew who he was.
1: Okay. But it it either way, this was a good play by Palpatine. It feels like again, this feels like a chess master play. Like where he's like, I'm gonna put on this good face for him and make it look like I'm the good guy. And yeah. it was I really I really like this. I really like the idea of this here.
0: Yeah. It was very reminiscent of like the Anakin Palpatine relationship, which yeah. was really nice. Um, What about you, Jeff? Did you enjoy the Palpatine cameo?
2: Yes. um, I always, I, I, (laughs) what I would have loved more was if, um, I mean, it it wouldn't have played very well uh, as far as narratively goes, but it would have just been an awesome moment if someone, because, you know, there's this this trope, right? The the bad guy shows up being all, all seductive and like, come join me and look into the portal and see your possible future. And then you'll get hooked and transfigured and you'll want to go in where just want someone to say, no, I'm not walking over there. I'm just going to tear down this temple. See, bye. You know? Yeah. Like I just want someone to do that. And that could have been that, but it wasn't anyways. You know, I I liked exactly um, in addition to the reveal, the way his real persona just started flickering in and out. Um, yeah that then,
0: was a nice visual cue and then
2: the red guard at the end was pretty cool a bit cut short
0: but- yes yes I mean Andy has thoughts on the was it you Andy who had thoughts on the red guard in the discord
1: oh I think that was more Michael not me
0: Michael okay I so, wasn't as upset about them because I mean Jeff do you think that they were did they did the red guards in rebels reach the level of epicness that the red guards in the last Jedi achieved
2: uh, you know what? I don't know if I was such a fan of that scene with the red guards in Last Jedi. It just seemed oh, very, really?
1: very You're jumbled. The then, Jeff.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just, like it. <laughs> it just—I don't, I don't know. If the, the cinematography and looked very staged. I guess weapons right. were cool. Moves were cool. Like the ingredients were all there. I don't know if I just didn't buy it too much. Um, I think that's yeah. fair. It was—it
1: was it a very fair. like. It it was like, it very much looked like they were set on a stage on purpose to fight that way. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. They weren't on a world. They were, they were, it was definitely, yeah. Yeah. This room was,
1: this room was set up specifically for like this big action piece. There was no other purpose for this room, honestly. Yeah. And I mean,
0: and, and like, uh, Ryan Johnson did in, in his inspiration to create that scene, that, that, like that actual set was from an actual play. Like the um, colors and all that, it came from a place, so it makes sense that it was much uh, more like. If it, it feels more staged, yeah. because that's where the inspiration came from. But and um,
2: I might, I might be. I'm just spoiled by Clone Wars and Last Ge- and and uh, and and Rebels with the the dynamic um, that you can get out of CGI characters, like the the sort of moves they can pull off without stretching the imagination. Like, oh right, yeah, right. And I could totally do that. Like triple backflip over and then force wheel whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas you try and do that in live action, it just starts looking fake.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well he well, Ezra, um, well do one question. Do you guys think that Ezra, like, what would have happened if Ezra would have accepted like if he would have accepted what Palpatine offered? Was he was like Palpatine like just using him like to get to the other world? Like, is that what that portal was? Was just a way I- for Palpatine to enter? Can Palpatine enter the other world? Like, why is he being rejected? Like, there's just a lot of, like, force stuff happening here that isn't really explored. And it shouldn't be explored. It's something else. Like, it's a side thing. But what did you guys think of it?
2: I think it's a, it's a, an effective introduction to this concept. Although, if they want to explore it in film, they're going to have to reintroduce it all over again because, like, yeah. no one who watches those films is going to have watched this. And appreciate it, you know, so um, I I don't know, I I, I kind of doubt They'll ever revisit this in any other medium besides A TV show um, But yeah, I know I, I think that the idea is that like If Ezra goes into the portal All of a sudden, Palpatine can go in And control time, space Past, present, future, that sort of thing
0: Yeah. My question is, just, why can't He though, like why, what's keeping him from I- entering Is it just that he's too dark
2: I well, no. Remember, because
1: the daughter was the one who could enter. You oh, need to have you're right. The you have to have light, the light side to get in. You have to have the dark side to close it.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Forgot so about that. So until... then,
2: close it is interesting. Yes. yes.
0: Hmm. I mean, he how did had
2: he... a brush with Mall and the whole? We did. I, thing.
1: I think. I think we touched on this, and when we talked about episode thirteen, Beatrice. Yes.
0: Yes. Um. Yes, like as I feel like Ezra is probably one of the few who can open and close it because he's had yes. kind of the he's had, but bo- he's been touched both by the light and the dark. So he's kind of this kind of gray figure in that sense. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so let's continue on. Let's move back to the crew and where they've been. So the special that crew that got like stopped by Rook, like. They wake up again, like they basically like he knocks them out and then goes on his journey and does what he has to do. So they kind of wake up and they're like, "Oh right, the special mission mission that Ezra told us." And they basically just have to take a take a ship and start um, uh, what's that word? Uh, with the radio, like no, what's the radio? Transmitting uh, on transmit. That's the word. <laughs> they have to transmit. <laughs> I was you like, are you okay, radio. No, it's just like I was thinking in Spanish all day, so it's kind of oh, like going okay. back to English is a little bit tricky. I get it now. But, yes. So they had to transmit this 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 <laughs> this signal out in this uh channel that isn't often used. And everyone's like, Well what what why? What's the whole thing? And it's the space whales. Space whales are back. Um I don't appreciate them them being called squids. Like I know that they're like half squid, but like don't take space whales away from me. <laughs> um, like don't take them away from me. It's space. It's space whales, not space squid. So Bye. they they come and they destroy all the star destroyers. Um, as this hap like as this happens, Ezra like destroys the temple, rushes past Palpatine, and traps Thrawn inside his own ship. Um, and the the crew on the other side also manages to. Re like restart the shield generators so the city's safe no matter what happens. So tell me, guys, thoughts? Space whales go.
2: <laughs> so, um, I think it's it's sort of like a rose on the wooden uh, board situation with Titanic. It's like on it on his face, you can see like, like you know Ezra could totally have just like gone out of there the moment. Uh, the moment Thrawn was, you know, halfway enclosed in those tentacles, and he would have been fine. Why did he have to go down with the ship? But then, that they sort of established that he is incredibly strong and very extremely like, proficient uh, with martial arts. So it's possible. Yeah, it, it's 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 possible for me to assume that he would have gotten out uh, without uh, the constant force pressure there. So that allows me to accept the necessity of Ezra's demise here.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about you, Andy? Do you buy this kind of end to Ezra and the Space Whales?
2: I
1: I by the end do you mean like him dying, or do you mean like this ending to the episode? I'm I'm Um
0: This ending to his character in this show, because we don't I, know what happens, but this ending for Ezra this, and th- also the Space whales coming.
1: This this matches Ezra's MO. Like I of all things, like this matches Ezra's character. This is what Ezra do. Like you said, he always had an affinity with animals. I, I don't like how the space whales came back. I do like the how it connects to Ezra. I do like that Ezra got to use this tide to animals to beat Thrawn. That is in cool. You have convinced me of that. But
0: my job is done.
1: Yes, you 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 did convince <laughs> me of that. But um, I don't. I'm not ready to say how I feel about this, because this is clearly a sequel hook. We're clearly not done with this shot. We're not done with this ship, even, I'm sure. I'm sure Ezra and Throd will show up again. Otherwise, they'd have died more assuredly, I think. Um, so I'm not really ready to say whether I'm good with Ezra's demise here, because I think, I think there's going to be more of him.
0: Okay. Okay, well, also, walk me through this, guys. Um, the glass was broken like the like the the thing but so if he goes into hyperspace i'm assuming they'd they'd arrive in space unless if they leave hyperspace within a planet planet's atmosphere they'd arrive at another planet's atmosphere or something was
1: that jeff let's not have the argument again but we've had this discussion on voltron before right
2: uh, we've had many discussions on Voltron. Which one are you referring to?
1: The one where we talked about whether you can survive in space for a little bit. We've had this discussion.
2: Oh, okay. I, I, I may have, I probably came down on the side that you can.
1: Yes, and and you convinced me that you can survive for a
2: little bit. Okay, but yeah, you know, yeah. If it was hard vacuum for a while, you'd die. However, there's two things to keep in mind. First, uh, the glass uh, was being suspended in the air as they were like warping, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a very cool effect, by the way. But that's evidence that he's holding things together, and it's possible he could, like, hold the atmosphere in long enough to get to safety. Second, once those tentacles are out of the windows, we've seen uh, tech in the universe of, you know, emergency uh, bulkheads closing over broken glass, like in episode uh, three, I believe. Mm, Yeah. So there are options. And didn't...
1: And I think in an earlier episode, I forget which one, I think it was the one you were talking about with Um Fulcrum and Thrawn, uh, a man on the inside. That episode, they put up the shields to stop air escaping. They put up the shields of the ship and that stopped air escaping from the ship. Mm.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So you're telling me that the whale's poor tentacles are in danger of being cut off. Yes. <laughs> oh man, Pete is not going to be happy about this. Um, but yeah, um, okay, well, also on top of that we do have like in the last jedi we have the whole leia thing that happened but she is the daughter of the most powerful force user on in the world yeah like and not the world but like in the universe like so she like she is much more powerful in the force i think it's safe to say than ezra yeah even though he may be more um like he's more he's more trained i don't think it's a it's it's uh uh, controversial to say, like, yes, but Leia's a Skywalker, that is another yeah. level of force wielding. So,
1: wield, so anyone who's, like, doesn't like that Leia did that, you're wrong, because if Ezra can do it too, that's just messed up. It's exactly. not Like, Leia can do it, Ezra can't. That's just a hard stomp.
0: Yep, yep. I just, I... It's Something sli- interesting...
2: Leia. Oh, go on.
0: No, yeah, please. I was uh, just gonna talk about Leia and how she's awesome, so please. Well, let's do
2: more of that, but I'm also curious what effect, if any being wrapped in space whale tentacles will have those tentacles start going to light speed. Like, is he going to be deformed? Is he going to be fused with them? That'd be kind of cool. Like, he takes over a space whale and just becomes space thron. Oh, Oh, Ooh.
0: Ooh. that'll be interesting. I mean, but like, is it, but he, see, here's the thing about the mechanics of the space whales. Like, is it through the tentacles that you get like a force that takes you so fast that it pushes you to light speed? Or is it simply that they have this ability through like through, is it through the tentacles or is it just that the tentacles light up, but it's actually through their minds and the tentacles don't really have much to do with the light speed. There's just a lot of questions about space. I think the more
1: important thing is what the, the look of it, what the visual tells the audience and the audience sees it and sees the tentacles lighting up. Hmm. That means a lot more than what they were intending because if, The audience sees that. They imply that something's happening to Thrawn or something's happening through the tentacles. So I think that's more important than whatever they had planned in the first place because it looks cool and I agree with Jeff. That'd be really cool if this this affected Thrawn in some way.
0: Oh my God. Thrawn's going to be able to light speed. Like Like imagine he becomes the flash of the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: If, If Thrawn gets some kind of way to like really be awesome in fights, I would be down with it because I need Thrawn to be in more stuff.
0: Well, I mean, maybe like you know, the the whales are super linked to the force. Yeah. So maybe after this, this kind of makes him kind of be more sensitive to the force. And it's not necessarily yeah. that he becomes like force, like he can use the force voluntarily, but maybe he becomes a little bit faster, a little or bit stronger. You know what I, I mean?
1: The way I would see Thrawn getting attuned to the force would be that he would be get that like sixth sense thing, and he could like just dodge people a lot better. He would just have yeah. this. He would just have this like. Mind's eye thing going on, and he would just be impossible to keep down, and that might just be, and that's all he gets from the force. But I could see him getting attuned to the force because of this encounter with these whales in this way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. That would be really cool. Yeah, but, I mean, again, who knows? He might not be alive, yeah. or he who, may be.
1: Who knows? Like, I would be really. Say? But but on the bright side. This means that he could have survived through the original trilogy. And that's all that matters.
0: And I will say, like, it's like similar to comic books that you don't know if someone's gone unless you actually see the body. Yeah. Same with Star Wars. I mean, look at Maul. Like, Maul legit got cut in half and he survived.
1: I think. So. But in their defense, every time we have seen a body, they've been assuredly dead. So that's like they've been keeping with that
0: absolutely. So, that is true. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens and we'll talk about what we hope is to come with like Star Wars and animation in the end, but let's talk about very, very briefly. Let's just talk about poor Hera. I mean, she lost oh her partner and now she lost her essentially her foster kid. Like,
1: yeah. let's
0: talk about this cuz this that was heartbreaking. It was. And and I mean, I kind of wish I got a, a, like a tear from her. It, like I, I wish a little bit.
1: She, I they definitely made her face more terrified than anyone else. Like so it it's telling that Ezra went to talk to Sabine to let him out because if he cuz Hera just was not going to let it happen. Yeah. Cuz Hera more than anyone else in the crew, I think Hera loved Ezra as a son and yeah. It was heartbreaking seeing Hera's reaction to it. I was surprised by how much I felt for Hera in that moment because it's just heart wrenching knowing that Ezra is gone and he does and as he's doing this, he's doing the same thing that um did, the exact same force maneuver.
0: Yeah. And he's holding his like his arms like in the same he's in the same position. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's it is heart wrenching. What about you, Jeff? Any thoughts on Hera?
2: Hera, um, I really—the only things I had to think about her really came went down in episode thirteen and fourteen. Um, so, she's cool. Uh, oh, I mean, okay. Well, there are some questions, but yeah. Anyways.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Sequence. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Well, then let's move on to this epilogue that happened.
1: Well. Well. Before you do that. You forget when Sabine got Ezra's lightsaber because that's... Oh, important.
0: yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: As soon as she got the lightsaber, I'm like, oh, I wish we got a, a series about Sabine. The moment she picked up the Ezra's lightsaber, I'm like, why couldn't she do this sooner? Because I didn't know this was an option.
0: I mean, it's just a- another reminder that I still think she should have been the one with the dark yeah. saber. Like, she should have kept it, personally.
1: Well, but I somehow like her more with this green lightsaber because it just it's so much more like when you see this Mandalorian with the lightsaber and they're not a Jedi. It just, it's so much story behind it. It feels yeah. so cool. Just if you ran into this person randomly in the universe, this person is clearly a good person with a lightsaber, but they're not a Jedi. It's just so cool.
0: And I mean, it does fit with her, you know, artistic tendencies to yeah. have like a colorful lightsaber than the dark, like then then the dark. just one that's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. You won me over. But, um, so yeah, okay, so then let's move to the epilogue.
1: Yes.
0: So, they jumped far into the future. (laughs) I did not expect them to jump into post-Battle of Endor.
1: No, there was no way that I expected this. I was like, oh, we're jumping forward, like, a couple weeks. And then, nope, not at all.
0: Like, I was expecting, like, there being, like, a scene where, where I don't know, it's after the first Death Star blows up, and, like, I don't know, Sabine and Hera meet up with Leia, and then you hear Luke in the background, or Han in the background, but you don't I... actually see them. Like, I, that's what I was expecting. For them to jump past the trilogy, I mean, granted, I could have wanted, like, maybe a little bit more, like, hints of, like, what they were doing while this was yeah. all happening, but I mean... It... That was bold. Like that the most, bold.
1: the thing I was expecting, like at most was them to be like in the crowd for the celebration of a new hope when um everyone's yeah. getting their medal. That was like the big jump I was expecting, but at most just to like tie everything in, but no, we didn't even get that. They're just like, nope, we're just blowing past everything.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Jeff, did you expect such a big time jump?
2: Not at all. I'm right there with Andy. Just, it was it, part of what made me like this finale so much. Um, and then we got to see, um, oh gosh, Ahsoka again, which is very nice.
0: Yes, I mean, that I mean, I just she survived the like, she's alive throughout the trilogy, she is there, and a lot of questions of, well, then what was she doing, like, while all this was happening, it was the main question. Then, two, it's, well, then. Can she meet Leia? Okay, sorry. I just, I really want Ahsoka and Leia to meet really badly. And I don't remember, I don't remember if in the Star Wars novel Bloodline, Leia says that anyone other than her, Han and Luke knew that Vader was her father, but technically by that point, Ahsoka would be dead. So it would still make sense if she would find out. I just, I need a scene with them and I need a bad. Yes, Andy, you were going to say something?
1: Well, I was just gonna say what we really need is—we we talked about this. We need the Ahsoka, we need the Ahsoka Sabine, uh, romance here. We had a long conversation about whether it was okay for them to have
0: that. Yeah, we had to check their birth dates. We had to check ages. We're like, does this check out? And I think it does. I I would say it does. It does. Yeah, yeah like I think, I think the, the the. I think
1: we figured out that that um Sabine was like twenty one at the end here and. Ahsoka was 30, 30 something. I think thirty-three. Um, well, I think 33. there's like a
0: twelve-year difference.
1: But they're both adults.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're they're, good. they're adults. Like if it's two consenting adults, it works well, out.
1: Also, Ahsoka's race, I think, lives a little longer. So there's that too.
0: Yes, I I don't know if that's true, but yes, there that could be also something. Else.
1: I, I oh I, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm confusing stuff with D&D stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think we don't know how long her race lives.
0: I mean, I mean, we might. I mean, who knows? Like there's so know. much information. I like, I just so... don't know. Yeah. But um before we skip over this, I mean, hello. Hera was pregnant. Hera was pregnant with question I had
2: about Hera. And
0: not just pregnant, but her baby his name is Jason. Jason Anyone who, like, is a fan of the extended, like, the expanded universe of Star Wars, like, mind blown.
1: Oh, so why is this important? Can you explain to me? I don't know. Okay,
0: okay, let me, let me, let me explain it. So, in the expanded universe, that no longer matters because when Disney bought Star Wars, they said that that's not canon anymore. Han and Leia had twins, Jason and Jaina, solo. Um, Kylo Ren essentially took the Jason storyline, which is that Jason was this guy who turns bad. He becomes a Sith and similar to very, very similar to Kylo Ren. Um, and then Jaina is, becomes like the one who defeats him. She essentially is the one who takes up the Rey role. And that's why so many people thought that Rey was related to Kylo Ren. Because there is like an actual drawing of like a book cover Like that they actually drew where she's featured, and no joke, that picture of Jaina Solo looks so much like Daisy Ridley. So I was like, I remember when they first cast Daisy Ridley, and I saw her picture, I was like, Oh my god, it's Jaina Solo because I saw, I just remember that.
1: I knew that they, I knew that in the extended universe they had twins. I didn't know their names. I didn't know yeah. that Jason was one of their names.
0: Yeah, so, like, what does this mean? Like, that's not an accident. That is a yeah. very intentional decision to name this kid Jason. So, yes. a lot of questions. One, is he Force-sensitive? Two, he would be, like, about the same age. He could be slightly older than Kylo, but... I mean he, he would could have been... definitely be trained by Luke. Definitely yeah, he... be part of that group. Is he a knight? Is he one of the Knights of Ren? Is what I'm saying.
1: I think the bigger yeah, he could be that. But one of the bigger things is if we have a series, because we're gonna be after we're gonna be post-trilogy here, we could have a whole plot thread with Luke starting up his own temple before Kylo killed everybody or took them on to the Knights of Ren. And Jason could be a big part of that. And that'd be really interesting to see. To have some like a character on the inside seeing that.
0: Totally. I mean, I don't think we're going to get anything that, that is, that touches on, at at least on Ben Solo, on Kylo Ren. We're not going to get anything with him until episode nine's release. Yes. Like he's not come, he's not going to appear until for a while on the animated form.
1: It could be completely possible that they're waiting to release another show until after nine comes out.
0: Oh, I hope not. Cause that means we'd have to wait until like next year. Like we have to wait like two years. For the yeah. show, I guess. But It'll I mean, be like that. Just,
1: but I mean we, we we're not hearing anything about them starting it yet, so that makes about sense with the timeline because we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard any rumors. I
0: mean, no, I mean no, yeah, there's a rumor. There's a rumor that the oh, next is? show is gonna be called Star Wars Resistance.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that. Um oh,
0: and there. that it's gonna continue with it's gonna happen during either the tr- original trilogy or after the original trilogy. <sighs>
1: I-, I want it after. We need to see this Sabine Ahsoka buddy cop thing. I think
0: it's going to be after. I think it's truly going to be like after the original trilogy. This is like this is like this is when it's going to happen. But that's what I mean. It's like well, we could like I know. I just the fact that his name is Jason already tells us so much. It's like he's going to be so Force sensitive. He's going to be like dragged into the dark side. Whether or not he fully turns, who knows? But he's definitely going to be tempted. And it's just there's so much there. And I am so excited. And I will say, like, why is it that all, like, the Jedi are really good flyers? I feel like, except for, like, the old Jedi, like, Kenobi, Yoda, Qui-Gon. Like, Anakin, Luke, Jason, because he said that he has his mother's gift of flying. Yep. Rey, um, Kylo, you know, we saw him do a lot of twirls and stuff. So, you know, they're just all really good at flying. And it's like, what gives, guys? Why do you guys get to be so good at everything? But, um... Yeah, so yeah, having, on first viewing, like, that detail of him being called Jason completely flew past me. And then, when I rewatched it, I kind of just had a meltdown. I was like, oh my god, it's Jason! But, um, but yeah, um, Jeff, are you familiar with the Expanded Universe? Did you, like, catch this, or?
2: Not at all. Entirely over my head.
0: Are you excited now that I told you? Yes. Awesome, I did my job then. Um, but uh, so yeah, so on top of Hera and her journey we, that we see to come to a close, we have Zeb taking Callus back to his new home world to meet his to meet his other people and have Callus being taken in as one of their own. What did you guys think of this? Like I, I um, personally thought okay, but I. I I wanted there to be much more of a relationship between Zepp and Callus, in that like I wanted that to be more explored. I feel like they had that one episode, I, and then that's it. I kind of wanted more from them.
1: I, I, I did too, and I think that I didn't like how. I would have liked if it was a little more somber when when Callus met up with this race that he thought he had killed, because it was much more like a hey, hello, and I thought that didn't really match the tone of what had happened previously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Jeff? Were you fine with this ending? Did you wish it would have been something different? Uh, okay. Like, uh, I didn't sorry? really have
2: much else in mind for them. They, they weren't really top of my mind, so the fact that they got that little scene was fine enough for me.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Poor Zeb. He's never been one of the top people for yeah. anyone. I, I have yet to meet someone not, who loves Zeb.
2: I did not know until this finale that Zeb is, uh, is basically um, Amon, from, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and now yeah, I you're right.
0: To, yeah. So. That's funny. So, all right. So let's let's get back to Sabine, who like has this awesome hair new haircut that I love. Yes. And so yeah. So what does her new journey with Ahsoka mean for the greater context of Star Wars? Like, are is this like are are they the new adults for the next? Iteration of animated of the animated shows like are they gonna take up the Kanan Hera position of like we're the adults of the crew, or I, or what? I hope yeah. not
1: because I really just want Sabine to be the main character. Finally, I'm I'm fine with Ahsoka not being the main character if Sabine gets to be, and I mean, and that means Ahsoka gets to teach Sabine how to use her lightsaber. Like that's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be pretty rad. But I mean, that's the thing though. Like I. It's still Disney XD. Like, we still need, yeah. like, a kid, you know?
1: I know. And that Jason? kid's probably going to be Jason. It's going to be Jason.
0: Like, that would be pretty rad. Um, but, yeah. Um, and, yeah, do you guys think, like, do you think that Sabine and Ahsoka are going to be part of, like, the crew for the next, next season? Know. Or do you think it's going to be more, like, Sabine's going to take on Ahsoka's role in the I, next show in that, that
2: I you know, Ahsoka
0: that- kind of came as a cameo and now Sabine's going to be, like. She's gonna cameo in the next show.
1: I think that's more what I think that's more likely. That's not what I want, but I think that's more likely. I think what's what I'd really like is that now that we have this giant chunk of time between six and seven with stuff going on, we can finally have an Ahsoka movie. We can have an Ahsoka movie, and we can have Sabine live action and Ahsoka live action. We can do this because Disney's just making all these movies about Han Solo and making movies that that. By the way, does not look good. And making movies about um oh they they've another they have another solo movie plan, don't they? A obi wan movie. Like making Ahsoka movie. Let's do it. Let's just have Ahsoka live action. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for that.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe. I hope so. Um, Jeff, what did you what do you hope for the next animated series? And do you want an Ahsoka film?
2: I don't know if there's a well, hmm I, I did not find myself, like, chomping at the bit for more Ahsoka just on the face of it. I mean, I, I definitely trust that they can do something super cool, but I feel like Ahsoka and uh, and Sabine are... I, I, I could see them tag-teaming as both being, like, a cameo figure, sort of like how Ahsoka was in this show, um, like, they... they, they the dynamic duo that, swo- that swoops in sometimes, literally, to save the day. I can yeah. see that.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. So, do you guys have any closing thoughts about this finale, about the future of Star Wars, the future of Star Wars animated? Any last thoughts that you want to express before we finish off? Uh, Jeff?
2: I am, uh, I'm just really grateful we have these things. Um, And can't wait to see what they come up with next.
0: Cool. Cool. Andy.
2: I think the biggest lesson we can take from
1: this show is that any Star Wars show aimed at kids like this aimed at a younger audience where they on on like Disney XD where they can't show a lot of violence. We need enough lightsaber users so that we can have lightsaber battles because lightsaber battles are the perfect thing for perfect action thing for lower um, lower rating shows because they they're really super dangerous but they don't look it so people who are older can be like yeah that looks really dangerous and really cool but young people are like oh they're just waving around laser sticks and so i think that means that we just need a like not a ton just a couple more because i think the action in the first season is a lot better than the action in these later seasons because i just want more lightsaber battles i want more battles that look like they actually have stakes and if we're going post trip Original trilogy that leaves us space to have a few more people with lightsabers running around the galaxy, and that excites me.
0: Yeah, totally. All right. Well, then I will leave with my with my final theory. Uh, the final thing I can take from this episode and read too much into. So there, Ezra leaves a message for the crew right at right after, like after the whole event before, right before the epilogue. He he leaves this message where he says. Quote, there were several paths in front of me. Well, this wasn't the one I wanted to take, it's what I had to do. End quote. I think that line is really meta for the writers explaining the finale. Yeah. Where it's where they said, look, there were so many ways to end this, but this was the only way we could to service the characters and service the show that we set out to create. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just found that to be really poignant from a thinking about the writers and thinking about how the show ends and them kind of realizing that hey maybe this may may not be reach the epic levels of the previous episodes but this is what we had to do um and i can just imagine how many drafts of this script they had to make because yeah. like anything like i i can just imagine how I, much they had to like sweat over it
1: to, yeah. to be clear i want to be clear because i was really negative earlier i understand how hard this was to make that ha- hasn't because they have to make it sure it fits into the original trilogy and it fits and it leads into that without being against what happens in that. I get that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, this, I, I, yeah,
1: I understand it was really hard. I just want to be want to be clear about that, and I really do not envy them for the for the finale they had to make. But I'm really happy that we got at least the four episodes prior to this because those were incredible.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I will say like in Clone Wars they had a lot more freedom. Yes and in and i feel like in the next thing they do now that we're past this period between the prequels and the and the um and the originals they're going to have so much more yeah. breathing room to be able to do things cuz there's so much time between the original and the sequel trilogy that there's not much that can be swayed one way or they, another.
1: They could just throw in a random Sith Lord in the, between the two, and and it wouldn't affect anything in the sequel trilogy. They could have yeah. a random
2: Sith Lord come up. And they can that tell would be- the origins of of the Sno- Grand Snoke. theater. Snoke. Yeah,
0: yeah, Snoke. They can tell the origin of like the origins of Ky- of Kylo. They could do so much yes. stuff um, that they now have the freedom to do, um, and I think that you know with the actual sequel trilogies, there's so little time passes. Like there isn't a time jump from Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. So it really like those two films really happen in the span of like three, what, six months maybe? It feels like perhaps maybe a year. Maybe for episode nine, there will be a, a substantial time jump. But for these two, like, it's it happens in a short amount of time. So they have room to, to while that's happening, something else can be I, happening too, you know? And I
1: think we also, I mentioned earlier, but I hope that whatever sequel series we get, we have Thrawn. Thrawn comes back because I really just want more Thrawn.
0: Do you want more Ezra though? Because that if Thrawn comes back, then Ezra must I'm come fi- back too. I have nothing wrong with
1: Ezra. I've never had anything wrong with Ezra. He's fine. I think that if, Ron comes back. Ezra has to come back in some way, and oh, I do totally. find that. Totally,
0: totally, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that does it for this podcast. You can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Ryan, aka Brian. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.